Phantom Electric Ghost, and we're talking about a song we recorded uh, last night uh, called Disharmony. And this is a song where we um, we tried something a little different in our recording process. We were playing with our um, studio electronic microphone and our new VT4. And the VT4 is a Roland vocal transformer. Uh, I've been using it since about last week. And what's cool about the vocal transformer is that it, it, it's a little bit more in depth than the VTO3 in terms of it has a harmony, it has eight note polyphony, it's a MIDI capability, um, and it has variations on all the effects. And it has noise cancellation circuitry. And it also has um, um, some other things that are really nice. Uh, the clarifying sound enhancer, suppressing uh, feedback on the noise gate, and a low cut, cut filter. And you can use uh, up to like, um, you can save up to eight scene memories once you set a setting, which is really nice. And um, it just has a different sound in the VT3. I do see that I like the Voicoder robot sound on a VT3. It has a character to it that's still worth using. This is like what happens a lot with them, a lot of synthesizers is, um, you know, even though they create new versions, sometimes there's things on um, the previous versions that are still useful because there's no scatter on the VT4 and there's a scatter on the VT3 and that's very useful. Uh, there's like a low bass on the VT3 and I don't see that setting on the um, VT3. Now the VT4 also has a pitch as a dial rather than the VT3 had um, different pitch uh, buttons as effects. So there's a little more control over the pitch and the variations are pretty nice. Um, though I do miss um, some of the aspects of the design because the VT3 had the ability to use a dial to go right to a sound setting and now you have buttons. And then you have multiple button presses to get to certain settings. And sometimes um, it does tell you what you're on, but you have to kind of know what those variations are. So once you become familiar with it, you can know what the variations are and that's useful. Um, so it is a really good addition to what we have. Uh, we've got three Voicoders now, the one that's native to the JDXI, the VT3 and the VT4. Um, we're looking at getting a better microphone. We have a studio electronic microphone. We also have a wireless headset. We were using, thinking about getting a Sennheiser and um, I think a better studio mic. I'm investing in a um, one that Anderton was talking about a couple of days ago. So yeah, there's interesting, uh, we had a little bit of a, a glitch when we recorded it. It only came out of one channel on our, on our mixer. So we actually corrected that with the tool online um, to actually get the stereo signal and it worked out pretty good. And we had some changes to the overall mix. So it sounds a little different than the other songs you've written. But it's, you know, typical of, of Josephine Electric. Uh, she's diving deep into, you know, what she likes to talk about, which is, you know, she's, she's a dominatrix and uh, she really gets into um, that 
that tone. So in this typical, in this song, she talks about wearing a dog collar choker. And she talks about, uh, you know, pretty rough S&M sex. And uh, there's a line where she says, you know, dog collar choker, you know, I can't breathe. Uh, what is in you is in me. And, um, you know, basically coming in the ecstatic e ecstasy. Um, so she's pretty clear that she's really into uh, risky, um, progressive, uh, dominant sex, and she's, you know, in that sadomasochist mode. So we've um, been diving deep into those songs where she gets into that character. <clears throat> we actually are looking at a costume for um, when I play Josephine that's a kind of an LED cape that's more feminine than what we've been using uh, with a fan of a hoodie, which would kind of asexual. Um, this particular LED costume would be a little bit more feminine, but not totally outrageous, but it allows you to kind of have a wing kind of look uh, when you when you spread it out and uh, like butterfly wings. And then it also has kind of a cape mode. Um, so we're thinking of integrating this into our uh, stagecraft. We already have um, the phantom half mask that is LED compared to our original ghost mask. And we're thinking we use different masks for different characters in our songs. And uh, it's just been exciting, the work we've been doing with our gear. Uh, we're really diving deep into the Arturia Mini Brute 2S in this song. We used a lot of modulation capabilities within the 2S on top of a Moog DFAM, which is used as a percussive synth for Moog. We're using it um, not for drum beats, but for, for percussive analog sounds. And then we are using our Moog Mother 32 routed through a Make Noise Maths <clears throat> utility module, which allows us to get some really strange tones that we find useful. And uh, this song has a lot of different aspects of our hardware synth capabilities. And we, it's very experimental. It's got a different mix than what we normally use. And so it sounds slightly different than what we've done before. So that's what we like to do with expansive sound. We like to put a push the envelope. We're excited. We're going to be interviewing, interviewing Jess Davis today, the actor from New York City. Uh, we're going to also be talking to um, uh, Secret Roller Coasters later this in um, December. And uh, you know, we're still hoping to work on a track with the, with um, the Heritage from Bermuda. Uh, we're gonna get back in touch with them. We're hoping to collaborate with um, the Wolfsboro crew in Wolfsboro, New Hampshire, Stefan Kidd and his uh, colleagues. So there's a lot of cool stuff on tap. Uh, we've got our teenage engineering OPZ coming. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, in music for the new Earl Sweatshirt album, some rap songs. And normally we don't go into that kind of thing, but we might actually do a review of that album because we find that Earl Sweatshirt is a very innovative hip hop artist. He likes to mix a lot of cross genres, kind of like Kendrick Lamar, but more of a lo-fi Kendrick Lamar. And he's you know, a vital artist. We're very impressed with um, 
I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Uh, we like a lot of work he did on our future mixtapes. Um, he is a really interesting artist. He's had a hard road to go with a lot of you know issues in his personal life, but he's able to you know put that into his music in a positive way and, and create art. And we're very impressed with what he does. And so we're probably going to do our first um, album review. We're getting it on vinyl. Should have it this week. Uh, hopefully our OPZ will be here by early December. And um, we're looking forward to uh, doing additional recording capabilities by getting a Tascam Model 24, which is a full analog mixer with a hybrid digital recording capability. We're thinking that if we get that along with um, a new microphone we're looking at, and uh, Anderton's was doing a really good review of some really good microphones. I'm trying to find the review they did. Uh, they did an awesome review of this uh, really inexpensive, like I think it's only $400 um, for this brand new mic that they were talking about. And now I can't see it <laughs> on their site because they talk about all kinds of things. Um, but we're going to look into getting higher quality mics um, just because it's, um, it's really interesting to, uh, yeah, Aston microphones. We're very, we're looking at Aston and we're also looking at the Antelope Audio mic, but there was some overhead on the Antelope and that you need a PC. And so we were looking at the Aston, um, cause the Aston didn't require a PC for the control. And maybe you can control with an iPhone, but I doubt it. Um, so that's one of the gaps we have. We have a Chromebook, um, and there's not a lot of good audio interfaces that we found the standard ones you get from all the FL studio and all these other things are not supported on Chrome, you know, Google, you need to get Google, um, Chrome to be able to work with, um, some of these systems, it would be really good. Then people could actually, you know, use a Chromebook all the way, but that's, uh, we diverged a little bit. Uh, we are fan supported and we do have our first corporate company sponsor in that we have, um, uh, we get an interview with, um, CIN pals and we're going to be probably talking to them again as a kind of a podcast infomercial. They have a competitor social network to Facebook that does, uh, background checks. So cinpals.com, you have to pay a $9.99 background check and then $4.99 a month, but they don't sell your information. And the point of this service is to be able to connect with people who have been verified and background checked so that you can go to a, to a, a venue with some like-minded individuals that you connect with. You could, you know, go out um, to parties, you could go to concerts, you could go to conventions, you can hang out um, coffee shops and do different things. It's just an idea um, that we talked to um, the founder of the company and uh, one of the co-founders. And uh, it's a very interesting concept. Uh, we're planning on getting on board and doing some ghost stuff on that platform. Uh, we haven't done it yet, we will. Um, so check out cinpals.com and uh, also check out from last year, Chew Infinitum. Uh, it's on all the streaming services. And we have our Amazon.com albums 
Instagram, like the ghost out there on Amazon.com as well. And we're on all the social streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube Music. So check out the ghost there. When you listen to us on one of the streaming platforms, we actually get um, income. And uh, we've been giving our links to SoundCloud. We like to push that up. But if you want to really help us out, listen to us on the other platforms. Thank you.
Oh, no.